Troy. Always want me some more Troy. That's, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you Cowbell. Because we need more Troy. You're going to need more, more Cowbell? Yeah. I really could have used a little more Cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of Spawn, for this episode of Modern Cannabis, we're going to talk parenting and how it relates in a cannabis household. We're entering a new era of uh, cannabis acceptance. Prohibition is coming to an end, right? I hope. And cannabis is, is becoming more and more accepted. Alcohol is is uh, out of the picture for, for us three guys. We already discussed that last week. But when we were talking about it and, and kind of talking about how open we are with cannabis, uh, Austin Austin had a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of things to to open up about, and, and Jerry had a lot of experience. Jerry's spent a lot of of mental capacity thinking about these things. I'm more of a think about it a little bit, but kind of wing it and just pu- push the gas pedal to the floor and, and figure shit out. So I kind of want to come back to can of parenting and really beat the shit out of this topic with uh, my three favorite can of dads, Jerry and Austin. How you guys doing tonight? What are you guys? What are you guys vaping on? Dawson, you got a new vape. Yeah, man, I'm stoked as shit, man. Remember last time I was trying to play with the splinter. Splinter wasn't doing it for me. I think it broke it or something. Um, so we've got a fucking stem pod OG. My man Zach from Puff It Up uh, hooked me up with a full a full package here and a mod that is preset with TCR and temperature control. And I'm going to tell you what, these five, this 510 just, just skyrocketed to my top five favorite vapes of all time. Oh yeah, man. That stem pod is a, a wonderful device. Wonderful device. Absolutely. It's super fucking dope. So that's what I'm vaping on. And uh, th- this topic is something very interesting to me because I'm 27 and I have a two year old daughter. Right. And this is obviously the field in which uh, my profession is. So it's going to be something that is going to be in the household and uh, something that my daughter is going to be around. So I want to know the most responsible ways to go about things and what you guys have done over time, you know, with your children um, you know, Jerry, I know me and you got into it a couple of, for a couple of minutes, but then we kind of just put a pause on it because I want this thing to be a natural organic me ask a question, because I think that this is going to bring up some questions that I think a lot of people are going to want to know the answer to, at least hopefully we can get those answers for those guys. So Jerry, I see you're hitting that herborizer. Um, and I know you have some experience with, with parenting and, and children. Uh, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, I am beating on the herborizer. As always. And as always. Yeah, I'm on the back end of raising kids. All of my, I got three in their 20s. So yeah, I raised them while I was, I uh, had cannabis in the household in a, in a state that wasn't friendly. So um, that's really where I'm coming from with, with how I can help in, in all aspects. You guys that are in legal states, um, there's a whole lot more you can do. Um, and I'm excited for that. But um yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to get advice. I mean, look, here's the deal. Um, when it comes to parents, parenting, all of us are winging it. It's the first and only shot we got every single time, man. And it's a damn shame because uh, I sure would like a second round to do it much better. You know what I mean? You, you learn a lot the first cut, unfortunately, and they're all little souls. And uh, But that's, that's, that's what we're born into. That's the way it is, and we got to do the best we can. So um, wing it, we do. And um, a whole lot of parenting is just uh, holding on to get to the other side. So wherever you're at, do not feel bad. That is, that is the way it goes. Um, we're all winging it here. So uh, I'm excited to share some of the things that, that I learned along the way uh, that worked for me, some things that kind of scared me. And um, if there's anything I miss, there's an excellent thread on fuckcombustion.com. I forget the name of it, but it's about parenting and, and, and this stuff. And uh, it's a long one, and there's a whole lot of contributors that have uh, experience as well. That there's a lot of good stuff in there. So, um, if it's a topic that, that you really like, there's there's more to, to check into after this. You mentioned uh, that that you raised you were, you were in an, an illegal state when you raised your children, but now now you're in a legal state. Uh, so for me, I I was also in an illegal state, but then I moved to a legal state, and then I made my career change. Uh, but my my kids are 22 and 15. And we've had kind of like the, the openness uh, about it, you know, with, with daddy being 
in the cannabis industry and wearing 420 shirts now, you know, but my, my older daughter was, had enough schooling in the Midwest where she had that, that anti-marijuana propaganda, the D.A.R.E. program and all that shit, you know, drilled into her head already. So, you know, did, did you deal with that in, in an illegal state with your, with your children being older? Yeah, we, we definitely, I mean, my wife was some way involved in the school system one way or another. She was very aware of what was going on and we were pretty active parents and we tried to have her at home and, and not working as much as we could. So we, we, we focused on just being around and she was the one and she was definitely perfect for that. And, and we, we pretty much knew when that was coming. Um, it's not easy. So you got You got to be active. You can't just wait for it to fall in your lap. You need to think about it ahead of time. But um, yeah, that, that, you know, they're in some of these States, they're teaching kids to tell them what's going on at home. You know, like, like, like they're teaching kids what's bad in their opinion and what they should tell on when their folks or, or anybody in their household does it. And that shit scared the shit out of me, man. I'm like, I don't want anybody fucking raising my kids like that. I'll tell them, you know, right and wrong. Thank you very much. You can teach them ABCs, mm-hmm. uh, let alone telling on me and stuff like that. So uh, every time, we came out and, you know, cause I mean, I, I had individual talks with each one when they were ready and that was at different times. And every time that, 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 that we talked about that, um, we definitely started out talking about, this is not something we share outside of our family. Uh, not now. Um, and it's not because it's wrong. It's because it's illegal and that's wrong. <laughs> so, um, we taught them that and we tried to, we, we, we knew what's coming and we tell them when they got home from school, you know, they say, well, we'd ask them, what do they tell you about? And then we kind of, you know, well, here's what we think of that, you know, and here's why. And we're always very open and honest and straightforward about it. that. That's one thing you got to always do is, is, um, be, be honest with them. Be honest with them. Let me ask you a question. You said something about, uh, when it was the right time. <clears throat> How do you know when it's the right time? Because I know for myself personally, I mean, I started experimenting with, with cannabis when I was, I don't know, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I can think about it. My, my niece is 10, not too far from when I started playing with cannabis and you know, how do you know if it's the right time? I, uh, I spent a lot of time asking that question of myself and of people. Um, yeah. Always look for people that have something you want and ask them about it. And hopefully you've got people in your life you can ask about parenting. I asked a lot of people about that and my wife and I talked a lot about it and it was one of the scariest things for me to, to consider. Um, because one of my number one guideposts in parenting was I wanted to protect their innocence as long as I could. The world is in a rush to ruin your children and it's right. our job to protect them from that. And so, um, I was in no rush to show them what I was doing. Um, and, and so I usually had a place where I went and go where they weren't around and I would go do it there. And I, you know, I, I just didn't, I didn't want to expose them to it until they were ready. And I, they were ready when it was going to come into their lives some other way. And then I'd try to get ahead of that. At the end of the day, the, the bottom line final answer for me is, um, they were ready when they asked because we were open with our kids and we were close to them. Now, if you're not close to your kids and that's not the answer, but we, 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 we were just very close family. And so we knew that they would come and ask. And that's when we, it was time to, to not consider the innocence as much. What about you, uh, Troy? Was it until you went into a legal state that you started talking to your children about it? How, well, how did that work for you as well? Yeah. Well, when I was in an illegal state, I, I was mostly a, a social cannabis user. I would use when I could, like when I could find somebody that right. had, right, 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 <laughs> had right. weed, you know? Right. Uh, but then when I, when I started doing this as, as a hobby, I kept everything hidden. I kept everything hidden. Right. And then as I, I started turning it into like, Hey, like I'm, I'm going to make this my full-time, my full-time gig. Uh, at the time, my, my older daughter, who was like a high school aged daughter, uh, she still had like the resentment of it. Like she still like, oh, that's bad. That's bad. And like, like she even had like, why are they trying to legalize it? And it's like, well, it's not, it's not bad. Like everything you learned was, was wrong. Like it was all propaganda. It's all, you know, government fueled type of shit. Yeah. Uh, so, so she had to have a lot of adjustment. Uh, she, and, and she actually came around now she's, she vapes with me. She that's takes great. edibles with me. It's, it's amazing. And like, I remember Jerry and I, that was one of the first topics we talked about. Like, remember when we met 
when we, we were talking about that and I was struggling with like my daughter's resentment of cannabis. I'm like, like, how the fuck do I deal with this? You know? Look how far she's come just since then. Cause yeah. When, yeah. when, when was that? Was that, uh, recently or you would talk a couple of years ago? Was it, yeah, okay. it was a couple, it was two or three years ago when it, when it first started, but uh, she probably came around about uh, a year ago, like eight, eight, eight or 10 months ago. Fantastic. So for me, I'm thinking, you know, Jerry said something about your, your kids are open with you, right? They, they, you knew that they were going to come to you and, and ask these questions. What, what did you do? What conversations did you have or whatever to build that, that dynamic within your family where your kids knew that it was okay to be open with you? Is there like a, is there like something that you would tell them or is it just how you guys act daily? How do you be, be that open with your kids? Yeah. How do you structure, how do you structure that when they're younger to know that, okay, Hey, I have faith that my son or my daughter at this age when they're like, fuck, what's this, what's this weed? They're going to come and talk to me first because they, they want to hear what I have to say about it. What did you do to, to develop that culture? The number one thing, and most people don't even get this and it's the easiest thing in the world is you have to be there. That's it. That's the number one thing. And most people don't make the time for their kids and they're not there. So like I said earlier, um, my wife and I decided early on in parenting before cannabis was a part of our lives, this is just who we wanted to be for our children, is that we were going to do everything we could to have one parent at home and somehow get by on the single income. And we managed to do that. Uh, we don't have 401ks and we don't have uh, all kinds of stuff to retire on. But man, I mean, the children are our crowns and they're amazing. And uh, I wouldn't change a thing for it. And I mean, there's a lot to raising them and there's, there's more to that, but most people want a shortcut, you know, Hey, I might do these three things in these two hours every month and they should work out. And there is no formula. There is no right way for everybody. And the only way you discover what works for your kid and how to raise them correctly is to be there. Cause then when you're there, you can watch them. You're there when and they come to you. You're there when something happens and they come to you. You're there when you see they should be asking you and they're not. And then you ask, but you have to, and if you just get that first, the rest of winging it is, is easier. All right. Now I'm gonna tell you what, when you said that, I got goosebumps because uh, ever since my daughter was born, uh, she's two years old now. That's what I was, that's what I've been dedicated to is I want to make sure that I do whatever the fuck I can in my power. So my, so my fiance can be a stay at home mother and she can raise my, my child and, and, and help with her development. And, uh, you know, for instance, today she was gone getting her hair done and, uh, her, her grandmother was here watching her while I was working and my daughter was trying to go take a nap, but she wouldn't take a nap. She was screaming for her mom. And, and, and then I came in the room and she was like, daddy, daddy. And then came and ran and like, I put her to sleep real quick. Right. But at first I was like, I, I got a little irritated. Sleep I'm like, uh, I'm like, ah, fuck, she's always wanting her mom. And then I thought to myself that's a good thing. Like, mm -hmm. like I had to switch my perspective. Like it's a good thing that my daughter and my, and, and my fiance have such a good bond that it's like that. And you know, I, I do, I don't understand how some people can put their children in, in daycare. Um, but I can understand the need for it. Um, but that's awesome to hear that that's what you did. And, and the outcome of doing that is has developed children that trust you and want to tell you all this stuff. And, you know, like you said, being there, that's, that's a big thing. You know, for me, I like to try to do what I can, like putting her to bed every day. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't do it tonight cause I'm doing this, but most of the time I'm putting my daughter to bed and she'll even say, daddy, I'm tired. Let's go to bed. And then she'll hold my hand and walk me to her bedroom and I put her to bed and, you know, go from there. And it's, it's those little things that I'm trying to do, even though I'm busy running around my head cut off, but trying to spend that time to hopefully develop that. So that's, that's awesome to hear that that was, that that was a big thing for you that, that you saw and noticed worked. Yeah. And as, as the one who wasn't around during the day, I did exactly what you said. I talked my kids in every single night and man, I, 
my heart broke when I couldn't do it anymore with each, with each one, you know, and, 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 and I, and I miss it, man. It was, it was, it was, it was really good bonding time for me and, and for them. And, um, and again, it wasn't like I had to go in there and teach something deep, just go in there and, and really develop a routine. Kids, kids need routine and they love it and they thrive on it. And, and we all do, but, uh, you know, then it's easier to want daddy, you know, at night and, you're absolutely right, man. You you, you got to encourage that that close relationship with with mom, and um, and then also that that will that will go back and forth. There'll be times it's going to be a while, but there'll be times when she wants you. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, and, and most of the time it's mom. But yeah. When you get yours, it's sweet. And, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's great. Yeah. So yeah. Your, your time's coming, you know, and, and just, just be there and encourage that relationship with them. That, that's definitely something I want to do. And, you know, Troy, I know you, you said that you got a 15 year old daughter, so she's in her teenage years. So what is that like, you know, with her being a teenager, she's in, she's in high school, she's around all these other all these other teenagers, you know, does, is your daughter open with you about even alcohol? I mean, I know we're talking about cannabis, but just in general, I know when I was in high school, alcohol and weed was what I did. Right. Oh, dude, my, my daughter, my, my younger daughter is so much like me. It's often really scary. Like, <laughs> like the jokes she makes sometimes, yeah. like I'll, I'll, I'll be like, like, Holy shit. I can't believe my kid thought of that. And I look at my wife and my wife is like, what? I'm like, exactly. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> no, but my, my daughter, it, it's, it's, it's actually kind of cool because I get to hear my daughter's perspective of, of cannabis and what she sees of it in her school. Like she goes to a, a pretty big high school, but like a, a like a really competitive uh, band and sports and all that shit, you know, like, so it, it's, it's big. And to, to her, the high school stoners all use like vape pens, like the carts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and those are, she, she just calls them stoners. And like, she just knows them as stoners. Hmm. And I, and like, I've had, I've had to talk to her about that word. I'm like, like, Hey, here's the, here's the thing about that word. Like some people use it in a mean way. Some people associate with it. Some people just refer to it as people who use cannabis. So right. like, I, I, I'm, I associate with stoners, but that, that's a whole different topic. Sorry. I'm, I'm now being a stoner and free associating. You're okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Does your daughter consume or would you let her consume my, my 15 year old? Yes. She does not. Okay. Uh, she, she often jokes about being 15 years old, sober or 15 years sober. Like she's that's hilarious. Can. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, yeah, like she, and she'll say it with a straight face. She's like, I, yeah. I'm celebrating 15 years of sobriety. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, I, I I told her like I'd rather have her smoking cannabis than smoking cigarettes, and she and she, we had that discussion. And then I also told her that I'm okay with her using cannabis, but I would prefer it if she waited till she was 22 or 23 or 20, even 25 to really make it a daily habit or even consider making it a, a routine thing. Like it's okay to try. It's okay to have fun with it, but don't make it a regular, regular thing until you're a little bit older, because there have been some studies that, that say that uh, cannabis can impede the, the way that your brain develops and your brain is, is really developing until you're about 25. So. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, running that line the whole time like as far as that brain development the same thing you said and my question was always what year what what year is it and there's all kinds of different studies and so be ultimately it's just as long as you can wait um but uh interestingly the i i found that um the most effective way to keep them from getting hooked is to let them try it <laughs> And, and when they, when they realize what it is and you demystified it and then their friends come up and like, like, yeah, whatever, man, I know all about that shit. And, and I can tell you more about it because, you know, when, when I introduce them to it, I don't just sit down with them and pass them a J. I mean, we talk about it and look at it and inspect it and kind of, I give them a whole education on it. And like they, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting their, they know more than all their friends by the time they're done talking to me about it. And, you know, like I said, I want to prepare them. So that when they're in a situation, I want them to know when they're out and about what they're getting into and if it's a good time to do it or not. It's not if cannabis is right or wrong. It's, is it appropriate? 
And so our jobs as, as parents is to teach our kids what's appropriate. And you can't do that if you're not there to show them how to wield it and use it with them and all that stuff. So whether it was alcohol or pot, we, we were always like, when they're ready, we want to be right there with them to show them how to do it right. And, um, and that's what we did. And so I always want them to, at home, experience what it's like to get messed up so that they'll know how they're impaired and they'll know when they're in a situation out and about if they need to keep their wits or if that's not a concern here. But they won't know that if they're winging it out there. We got to help them out. Wow. So do you, do you, you've consumed with your kids? Have you, what age were they when, when you first consumed with your kids? Well, I, I think I mentioned on the alcohol show that uh, that was whenever they were clearly going to be in a situation where they were going to drink. Um, and so uh, for each, for each of them, it was uh, the, the, for the girls, it was when they went to Paris on the school trip and they were going to have the opportunity and, and illegal, you know, there was like 16 as a drinking age. So they were all going to have a chance to have a glass of wine on with our permission uh, on at some nice. And we talked about that in the other one. And so with cannabis, though, with cannabis, um, like I said earlier, it was whenever they asked. And interestingly, there was only only one that asked. The first time I was had to talk about it was uh, when my oldest was 12. And I was really bummed because I was like, fuck, I really want to pick that innocence, man. It's fucking 12. And uh, it was because I had um, emptied out some ashes or, what, or, or, or I don't remember if I was on purpose or not, but into the sink. And then I went into the bedroom to put it back together. And she went in the bathroom and was like, dad, what's all this shit in the sink? And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I'm busted. And I just said, oh, let, me, let me clean that. I'll take care of it. You can go downstairs. And, I, and, and then I just ran her off and did that. Cleaned it up. I was like, fuck. And I talked to my wife. I said, nah. So I sat down. When I, it, it, one day after school, I had her, just her and I in the house. And sat down at the table. And I was like, okay. I had the little family, what's appropriate to not share and share talk. And then, uh, and then I started talking about, okay, so you remember when, um, and, and this is how I'm about to start the subject. I said, you remember the other day when you saw that stuff in the sink and you're wondering what it was? And, and uh, she goes, no. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, cool. Well, then um, you want some ice cream? <laughs> so I was like, fuck on. Because I did not want to tell her then. Um, and I just blown it and, and fucked up. And, and that's when I learned a, an important lesson. And that is, your kids don't give a shit what you're doing. They're just trying to hide their stuff from you, if anything. Now, if, if, if you're lucky, they're open. But I mean, even when the open kids have got something, they're not telling you. But, but they don't give a shit what you're doing, man. I spent so much time like, oh, did they didn't. And then I realized they don't give up. I could have it in my pocket. They won't care, whatever. Just, they're, not, they're not concerned with me, man. They're, they're looking elsewhere in life. So um, they're just happy if I'm not looking at them. So anyhow, that one... <laughs> uh, I didn't tell her she went off to college. She was 19 years old and she just, it never been in a situation. None of her friends did it, this and that. She'd been at parties where it was, but she had no interest. She was barely a drinker. We did the alcohol thing with her and she didn't think much of it. And, and so she was going to college. I'm like, well, fuck, I got to tell her now. <laughs> so we basically sat down. She's like, what? And so we had a great talk and um, I got to break out vapes and weed and show her all about it. And she didn't really show any interest in trying it for a while. But when, when she did, she came to me and, and did it first because we were close and she wanted to. And we, we, we talked about it and um, she went off to college and knew more than her friends and didn't, you know, once she'd tried it, she pretty much knew when she wanted to do it and when she didn't think she wanted to based on that. And that's all I wanted out of it from there. Hey kid, your, your tool wielded appropriately. Have fun. It's a great life out there. You know, we want our kids to grow up and have fun. It's um, a great, it's a great success story. Uh, with, with my, my older daughter, uh, her her first experience was was with somebody else's bong, like a first like a first smoking experience, and she said that she did not like it. And then when I when I showed her like I and I, I did like show her all the stuff too, like look here's what you tried, here's all these other ways to go about it, here's what I do, you know. And then she's like, oh okay. And then and then she had she had my experience, which she liked much better. And then now now I come to find out that uh, now when she's out in, a, in an environment where her cannabis smoking friends decided to smoke she she doesn't doesn't partake she prefers to to either vaporize or use edibles so she doesn't smoke with her with her friends when they smoke right on now which portable viewers is she using man uh she likes the 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 one fantastic <laughs> that's fucking dope and she but she also likes the little little cartridges i'm, I'm trying to get her to shift from the cartridges 
Yeah, yeah. Especially now, I hear you on that, man. Yeah, when, which we had that discussion just yesterday or the day before. Like she, she came in looking for like a, a pen that she had uh, that her boyfriend had, had taken or consumed or whatever. So she was looking for something different. And then I was trying to like show her some, some little dry herb options instead. Yeah, no, that's great. I, yeah, I always try to influence what my kids are using for a vape. You know what I mean? Uh, my oldest ended up uh, landing on a Dynavap and, uh, and a port side. So she was, she was off it after, after I told her about it and she went off to college, I was like, well, here, if you're going to do it, you know, after she told me, I actually kind of do it on occasion. I said, well, cool, then this is what you want. And, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, so she had the VAP cap and a port side and, and, uh, and I felt, I felt good that she had a, a good way to do that when she wanted to. Um, my son, similar thing. He, he, he was, he was another one where, um, <laughs> he had, um, my wife and I were in our bedroom late at night. I thought everybody was asleep. It was about 1030 or something. And, um, we're watching TV and, and, and I was vaping in there and, and, uh, I just put the vape away. I just finished really vaping the room out. And, uh, and my, my son just out of nowhere, just opens the door and jumps on top of the bed. And I'm like, Holy shit, man. I thought he was asleep, you know? And, and he goes, he goes, man, it sure smells like weed in here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and my wife starts laughing her ass off. And so I literally, ignored them both i just i was baked i said well fuck it if they think i'm using i just want to act like i'm using so i said i, I just totally ignored them and just kept watching tv and they did their thing and then uh and then, and then he left and then she was like well i guess you gotta tell him i was like yeah no shit so i guess i'll take him out lunch tomorrow or something <laughs> and, uh, i took him out and, and had the whole talk with him and then later on he told me i was just kind of joking when i went in there i, mean, I didn't really know what it smelled like i just was fucking around and came up with that's it. Like, oh, hilarious <laughs> You could have told him that was, it was like, that's what broccoli smells like, man. I could have, man. I could have, I could have. My, my oldest, when I told her and, and, and I showed her the stuff and she smelled it, she goes, oh, I thought that was just what your breath smelled like. Well, it does. I know, but it, I didn't know that. I, just, I mean, I should, I should know that, but it was. That's just, hilarious as shit. Yeah, man. And then, and then the last one I'll tell you is um, my, my youngest, same thing. Um, she didn't ask till way late. She was like a junior or senior in high school and, we had somebody who was coming to stay with us for a week that was going to use and big into what I was doing. And it was like, frame was coming. Like it was like coming to Disneyland and we were like, well, this is just going to come out in full throttle now. So I need to get ahead of that. And so she and I talked about it and, and you know, none of them, none of them really are that, I mean, they're all just occasional users, you know? So it's kind of funny that, you know, you're supposed to be the example. And um, I go, how about I just, teach them how to do it and let them do their own thing with it, you know, and instead. And uh, that's really what it's about. You teach them the basics and they'll figure it out from there. I think the younger generation just has a different perspective of cannabis and they're, they're open to its medicinal use and they, they look, they look at it in a more approachable way. Like it's more like caffeine than it is alcohol, you know, like alcohol, you go out and you get fucked up. Cannabis is kind of like, you just kind of like chill. So I think, I think they kind of know like the, the, the perspective with the younger, or at least with the younger people that I've talked with, like they, they just kind of know that it's, it's a different, different drug. So I got a, I got a question that, that I don't think we, that we thought about yet, but I'm thinking about it right now. Um, what about your kids' friends? What do you do in that situation? Um, say you have, you know, you have this conversation with your son or something. Let's say you say you have a conversation with your son and you know, he's underage and he's like, Hey dad, Bob's coming over. Um, and they start vaping or asking you questions about weed or, or something like that. How would you approach that with a friend of your, of your children? Or would you like, would you have a talk with them and be like, listen, guys, this isn't something that you tell your friends that we do at home. You know, how, how, how do you do, how do you do that? Like, what do you do in that type of situation? Do you ever have that, Troy? Yeah, but I guess the friends were of age, so mm -hmm. it kind of wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was I actually kind of felt a little flattered and my daughter was annoyed because she was, she was still resentful at that time. Like when her friends were, yeah. were asking things, you know, and just made it worse. Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. I mean, I, I have to deal with weird. Everybody knows who, what I do, or, or, or 
like what happens when, when my kids teachers ask what their parents do and then she has yeah. to yeah you know so I, i've given my my daughter like you can tell people that i'm a content creator i, I create internet content that's what yeah. i do yeah yeah, I, I, I see that. I was just, I'm just curious because I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I've always had, I always had that one friend that I would always go to his house. You know, we had a group of friends that we would go to my man's house uh, after school or skip school and go there either way. And uh, we would smoke weed there. We would drink, you know, his, his dad would buy us the alcohol and we would, you know, have a good time there. And he, his dad really didn't really give a fuck. And it was cool because then we had, we had that connection kind of like what your kids have with you, Jerry, where we just tell, we just told his dad everything like, yo, we're about to go smoke some weed, uh, whatever. And he's like, cool, go, go be safe. Make sure you're not doing something stupid. Um, and then, uh, he, I remember we were drinking and he's just like, uh, here's this, uh, make sure nobody leaves and, uh, you know, there's extra this and that. Make sure that if people are here, they're staying and call it a day. And we always just went there and his and his dad was kind of just like, we did the same shit. So he just supported it. So I don't know if you had that experience or not, um, but I'm just trying to think of, you know, what happens if my daughter, you know, is 14 and she's like, dad. Uh, Chris is coming over. We're about to smoke a blunt and whatever, or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I don't know how the fuck to handle that. Like, nah, they're not well, coming here, but like, I, I would rather them come here than my daughter go somewhere else. I don't know where the fuck she's at. That, that comes down to part of the, the secrecy portion of the talk in the beginning. So that's part of the foundation you lay. You have to be there first of all. Now, if you're going to be there and you're, you're engaged, awesome. That's great. So we can talk about some specifics, but um, you, dude, I just did that whole stoner lost it thing there, man. That's okay. No, man, you were, you're talking about being there. And as long as you're there, right. But then and, and you, you was specifically, um, yeah, he, he is, well, you, I think where you're going is you build that foundation of that secrecy. So therefore your daughter should not be right. Right. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So, so part of the secrecy is not just about not telling your teachers. Um, but it's about, uh, that this is, this is my personal thing that I'm sharing with you and it's not appropriate for you to share it with anybody. It's my choice to, to, with whom I share it and I will treat your things the same way. And then you have to do that. So then when they come to you, they know, okay, look, man, I, you know, that that's how dad treats me and I can treat him that way. And so they never put me in that position because that was part of the, the foundation you lay. Now, um, later on when they were of age, like Troy said, you know, they'd have friends that come over and, and, and when they became of age, that's when I said, okay, look guys, you, if you're going to live here or if you're going to come over here, you need to know that this is what I do now. And it's coming out of the bedroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you come over, it might be anywhere, get used to it. And so if they, if they're going to bring friends over that, that are going to be exposed to that, they need to obviously be of age or, or be, you know, some kind of appropriateness, whatever that means, whether you know their parents and you've talked to them and uh, I, don't, I don't know, however you work that out. But I mean, I suggest you wait till they're of age for sure. And then um, I assume that if they're coming over that my kids have, I mean, we have an understanding. They're not bringing a, somebody who's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. and then, um, you know, they need to, they need to know how to talk to their friends. Hey, look, my dad might be doing this. And, um, you know, if he, if he approaches us and wants to talk about it, that's fine. But I don't suggest you go in and start asking questions, you know, just let him do his thing. And, you know, we'll, he'll let us do our thing. You know what I mean? And that kind of thing. So, you know, just respect that. And then, and then after a while, if they're bringing the same kid over, I'm close to my kids, I'm going to get close to those kids. We're all going to know stuff. And by then I've yeah. their parents and then, you know, or, or if I don't, if they're old enough, that's fine. You know, I'll talk to them all I want. And there've definitely been some friends of theirs that I've gotten off of smoking and onto some vaporizers. And then I've got plenty, I give them away, you know, so that's, I feel great about that. You know, when I was, when I was younger, there were some, some parents and grandparents that, uh, would not only allow their kids, you know, my, my high school, I use the word friends very loosely here. Uh, they would, they would, they would allow them to have parties, you know, yeah. like I, I remember going to parties that were in people's basements and I was only like 16 Yeah, and there was a house full of underage drinkers and the parents were like, yeah. yeah, passing around coffee and helping show some how to, here's how to make a, an Irish coffee. Here's how to make this. It's like, whoa. But they, but they were also like making sure that 
that everybody was being responsible. People still threw up and there were still DUIs, but they, they tried, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, this is a question. I mean, I'm thinking now my daughter's two, by the time my daughter's 12, I'm assuming cannabis is going to be federally legal in the U S. Right. So this is just a, if not, you should move. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going. I'm. I, I am. I'm moving soon, anyways. But, uh, but, but, regardless, um, this is just my own mentality of just thinking about how I was, what I did when I was a kid, and how I had to uh, the, the the questions I asked and the people I talked to and didn't talk to and experimented with myself. Uh, I think I, I like what you said, Jerry. How you teach your children these things, you get them to experience the effects in the protection of, of, of your, uh, your roof. And now your children have the knowledge to know, okay, Hey, I'm getting a little too high here. Or, uh, this isn't really, like you said, an environment to do this because I know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know when I tried it, I didn't know shit. I fucking went in between a fucking river, uh, you know, out in the woods somewhere, smoked a blunt and was goofy as fuck walking home, you know, and I just experienced that whole thing by myself with my friends and it was what it was. And then just continuing to do that. There was not like a try this here and then figure it out later, you know? And it's not a great experience for everybody. You know what I yeah, mean? And, and, that's and true. They should know that. Yeah. Now, that's when, true. I, when I talk about being open with your kids too, I mean, they're not going to be open with you if you're not open with them. Right. So, you know, if I was stressed, I didn't try to bobble it up and let it blow up. I tried to, you know, hey, look, I've had a rough day. Blah blah. You know, they they knew what was going on in my life. I told you they saw me do shit I didn't like to do most of my life to to pay the bills, and and they know that because I, you know, I was I was open with them. But then you got to do it when it's hard too. Like my parents taught me by example, it was okay to argue in front of your kids, um, and I'm so glad they did because before that I thought that it was a problem if you argued. It was my dad and my, and my stepmom who, who would, would argue in front of me. And, and so I was never afraid to, to argue with my, with my spouse or in front of my kids. And, and they've watched us argue and they've never worried they're going to get broken up. And, and so they, it's just that, that there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of, that goes along with being open. But just the, the bottom line is you need to be open first, quite frankly. Uh, you have to be the example in everything. Um, and, and cannabis is a great example for that. I was... I was, I was glad my kids didn't find out till way late. I did a great job of protecting their innocence. Um, uh, so that, that worked out real well. And they didn't always just come to me asking. Um, but the, the, best, the best parenting advice I ever got um, that I applied to cannabis directly, uh, but actually applies to everything, is um, my wife? My wife and I went to a wedding. This is kind of, it came from the weirdest place. That's why I'm telling the story instead of just the advice. It came from the weirdest, not the weirdest place, but I just didn't see it coming. Um, so I went to a wedding with my wife, and uh, we sat at the, one of the tables at the reception, and um, it was just us and another couple. And this other couple was really young, like they were dating and in their like twenties, but serious, like early twenties, like I mean, in college, fresh out of college. And they were pretty serious and um, there was nobody else at the table. And the guy that was getting married, he was like, he was, he was, he was my dealer at the time. So he, he invited me to his wedding. It was great. I was like, yeah, I mean, look, I, I like the guy. We hung out. He, he was, he was younger than me. He was, he was older than them, but he was younger than me. And so I'm sitting with these guys. And so she comes from a staunch Catholic background. that was like no drugs, no alcohol, all the absence, the whole nine yards. And, and it was hard line. He was raised by hippies <laughs> and they're together in serious and making it work. You know what I mean? I was like, how the hell did that happen? And so, um, so I saw these kids as great examples that I could learn from just because I mean, they're, they're doing it. You know, I'm like, wow, this is, I got to learn from these kids. So I was like, okay, look, you're, you're raised by hippies. You obviously were exposed to cannabis. I'm, I'm a cannabis user. I got kids. When do I, just like you said, I said, not just when do I tell them, but how was it for you? up with 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 parents that did weed did you not respect them as much because listen i grew up heavily in the anti-drug campaign and those fuckers programmed me like i believe this shit would kill you and it would fuck up your life and only losers did it and that was drilled into me in school so i had a hard time wondering what my kids would think of me and so i was like how is it for you being raised 
by people openly. How did you feel about them? And he talked about that a bit. And then I forget how we got it directly onto the topic. I, but, but at the end of the day, he said, look, I, I don't care what it is, whether it's weed or whatever. He said, it needs to be something that draws you closer together instead of apart. And that has been something that I really took to heart. I applied everywhere and has turned into one of the foundations of me raising my kids is whatever the situation is, I need to approach it in a way that brings us together and not drives us apart. And you'll learn real quickly what drives it apart. And typically it's running in and judging instead of running in and listening and being there and listening. And if you listen long enough, you'll find some, something, some, something you need to be compassionate about and the judgment will melt and then you'll get closer and, and all that stuff. But uh, find a way to draw, draw you closer. I dig that. Well, fuck, I kind of got my questions answered for the day in regards to, to, to can of parenting, but I, I, I got another question in parenting in general. Um, how do you punish, how, how did you punish your children? And the reason why I'm asking you is because I know that you are close with your son because, you know, I know you guys work together and, and that's, that's the dynamic that I want to build. So um, obviously I, I've always had something where, you know, I, if you do what people do and you say what people say, then you ultimately get what they have, right? So find people who have what you want and, and ask them those questions. Well, you have a, a family that's very well connected. So I, I and I respect that. So I, I'm, I, I want to know how, how would you punish your children? Because I think that's a big thing of, like you said, driving children or driving you apart from your parents to bringing you close, bringing them closer together. Like, did, did you spank your children? Did you put them in time out? Did you, uh, yell at them say no and just let them keep doing their thing until they stopped like what what would you do to to discipline your ch your child uh i have an answer would you like to go first troy or you want me to no he's asking you oh i'm sorry okay i want to know troy i want to know for you as well yeah so so i can talk while you formulate but um <laughs> unless you're ready because i know you, you weren't expecting to answer but i got advice from a lot of people that i respected yeah. Teenagers and all kinds, youngins, all of them. I was, and, and I had access to that. Uh, my wife and I were in a church at the time that was, was very tight knit and a lot, a lot of, a lot of family time together with other families. And, and I got to get a lot of exposure to stuff. I was very fortunate. Um, and I learned to seek advice about things. And there were a lot of people there to give it and a lot of people I wanted it from. The first thing is I say, ask as many people that you respect that question as you can, because you want to grab the things that resonate with you and form right. your own. Right. I'm going to tell you what resonated with me and yeah. worked for me. Yeah. But you got to find your own and some of these will work and some won't. Yeah. But there are no formulas. I got I to gotta start with that. There are no formulas. Every kid is different. You, they come, I, don't, I got three from the same genetics and every single one of them is completely different and they don't work the same and they don't, they don't react the same and I can't treat them the same. Yeah. And I got to love them the same, but you can't treat them the same. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to have some principles that guide you. Yeah. The first thing is you can't punish them unless they've done something clearly wrong. Right. And they don't know that unless you show them where the lines are and they need clear boundaries. Your kids have to have clear boundaries of what's out of bounds and inbounds and you have to teach them that. Yeah. And so we had three rules. I hope I remember them all. Uh, the first all, one was all of them, all three of them. There are only three, but it's, dude, yeah. I haven't had to enforce these for fucking 20 years at least. I mean, they what, what, once they get it early, you don't have any problems. I got gotcha. problems. Okay. What, what, what are that? What are those three? Um, and so, uh, the first rule was obey the first time. That's simple. Yeah. You told what to do. You do it. I'm not going to come in and say it a second time. The second time discipline. Yeah. It's either do it the first time or discipline. Yeah. There was no one, two. There was none of that. I was raised with that. And I responded right before three. Yeah. And I yeah. was raised a pretty cavalier yeah. kid from it. So the first one is obey the first time. Uh, the other one is um, uh, always tell the truth. Don't lie. Yeah. We made sure that if they lied, it was going to be worse than telling the truth every time. Every time. Every time. Every time lying is worse than telling the truth. And then the third one uh, I had, oh, was um, be respectful. And we had to teach them what be respectful meant. And, and so, we, you know, we, we did. We spent time teaching them like we'd spend time uh, once a week having times with the family. And we'd even like uh, do role play and act out scenarios. How do you behave in this situation? What do you do when 
don't take your kids into a situation where they're ill-prepared. I mean, in a room with a bunch of strangers that are going to come up to them and say things, of course they're going to act weird, not know what to do. You didn't teach them what to do when that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let's say, let me, so let's say the first time they didn't obey, what, what were, what were the, what was the repercussion? In, in our house, uh, we spanked. Okay. And we didn't have to do it often. Yeah. And the spankings were very intentional. Yeah. And very personal. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't share that with just anybody. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, but, but in general, um, it wasn't just going until I felt done. It was always, this is, this is specifically, this is what's going to happen. How many times? Yeah. And there was, there was, there was a clear, when, when they, when they, when they broke the rule or there, or they, you know, whatever that rule was, it was like, okay. And it was hard for me, man. I was raised with the one, two, three. It was really, it was harder for me to do it, man. I mean, I'm saying, I'm telling it like, dun, 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 but it was hard as shit. Yeah. Hard as shit to do that to my kids, man. Yeah. To tell them something and they didn't do it. And I go, Oh, you got to get disciplined now. I was like, oh, man, I, yeah. I hated doing that. Yeah. But, but I believed that if I did it, it would pay off and it sure as fuck did. And, and then after the, the discipline, um, we, with the time, uh, we were, we were in that church. And so the way we would really unite is, is we would pray together. And so we go, okay, well, first of all, we, we would tell them what was coming. Okay. Look, they, they had to understand why it wasn't like just, Oh, you blew it. Come on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We'd, we'd take them aside in private. Right. And go, look what you just did. This did, did, did and you did that. And that's, and what rule did you just break? And they, they go, just disrespectful. I was like, I know. And now you have to be disciplined. Uh, so come on. And they would have to come over and, and participate. And it wasn't chasing them around or shit that there was no fucking way. No. I mean, it was, they submitted themselves to it because they were, they, they were taught that those, those are the rules. And they understood that I wasn't flipping out. There was, you broke the rules. Here's the consequences. And then as soon as it was done, I mean, I would hold them and, I mean, as long as it took for them to recover and calm down and mm-hmm. wait till the sniffles were gone. And, mm-hmm. and then we'd, we'd pray together yeah. and, and, and we'd, and we'd pray that they would learn from that and, and do better next time. And, uh, and, 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 and that I would continue to, 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 you know, discipline appropriately. And then, uh, and then we'd go back out in the room and, and it was all gone. Kids, man, when you show them the lines and then you only discipline when they cross the lines. Yeah. And then you yeah. make sure you reunite immediately after the discipline. And you, you teach, that's a habit. You do it early on and then it's yeah. a habit. You can't do yeah. that shit when they're later on if you've never done it before. There's all kinds right. of other things in the way. Right, right, but, right. you know, when you start early on, then, then you can create that habit. And man, I'm telling you, it's, it's wonderful. Because they, they just, as soon as it's over, they're done, man. They're done. And as, the, as soon as it wasn't that way, like as soon as, as soon as that method didn't work, like, like we weren't united. That's when I knew it didn't work is, is when it was over, we weren't united. I stopped doing it that way. I was like, oops. Okay. That, that no longer works. This child has changed since the last, I hadn't had to do it for in a long time. And it, you know, I was like, this is, this is so out of line. And it was weird for all of us, you know, was, you're such a good kid. But uh, so anyhow, then we knew, okay, that's no longer appropriate to do because it, 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 it drove us apart a little bit. Like I said, it's got to bring it together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about, what about you, Troy? How, how would you discipline your children? And I, I'm only asking this because I, I know that nowadays, I mean, I'm not against spanking, right? But I'm obviously not going to like whoop my two-year-old's butt. It's not something I'm going to do, right? But I do believe that there is a time that you need to, at some point, uh, I, I think I think spanking has a uh, ass to brain connection that is kind of like okay I don't if I do this I I get this repercussion it's a physical repercussion that you're going to remember and you're going to remember next time you're going to think twice before doing it because you don't want that to happen again um, other than just saying oh stop uh, go in your room I've seen what happens if you don't do it. So that's why I'm just trying to ask as many people as possible. So I appreciate you you responding, Troy. What 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 did what did you do if you don't mind asking or uh, answering? Uh, we were more of a take away their their rights type of parents, like take away uh, like a toy or or yeah yeah like you, you can't you, do this. You lose your laptop for a week. You yeah. lose your phone for a week. And that's something that's something that's that's something that's worked for for you guys. Oh yeah, they 
they're they're crushed. They're crushed. Like that's that's some real shit for them. That's a, no, that's but, a but we, like like but like what Jerry was saying. Like we we also make sure we talk about it. It's not just like a like ah you fucked up. Give me your phone. You know yeah. it's it's like listen like this this is this is can't you can't be doing doing shit like this. You did this wrong. And then a lot of times we actually ask them like what what do you think would be a good punishment? Oh right on. And that's, that's that right there is punishment by itself. <laughs> that, that, that's that's good. That's getting to participate in, in their own discipline. I love it. That's fantastic. And and you know that's part of the thing, Austin. Is I'm glad you're asking both of us and getting two different answers on on parts of it because it's it's about you have to find out what's what works with your child. You know, if you throw my shit out there and it doesn't work, don't ever do it again. You know, there's always out there, or find somebody else's, or come up with something that comes from your own principles. But you know, it has to work. And, and, and when I knew it worked was obviously I said, we're united, but they were contrite. Like they were broken. Like I could tell they just, they weren't going to do that again. Yeah. They, they were upset that they did it and that they, and, and like, it was almost like they were disappointed in themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and, I think and I didn't do it often. I mean, shit, by the time they were four or five, it was the thing of the past easily, if not sooner. We, I think we started when they were maybe two. That's when they needed it. <laughs> maybe earlier, but not much earlier. With 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 that routine. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. before they're two, you still have to find ways to to deal with things. Not you yeah. anymore yet. Yeah. Troy, do you have any like household rules? Like like Jerry's got you know obey the first time, um, you know tell the truth and always be respectful. I mean, obviously, I mean those those things are expected but no we're not we're actually really informal like my kids don't even have bedtimes i don't think they ever really did like awesome. there'll be times where it's like like even when she was like 10 like like at a young age like like hey it's one in the morning you should be in bed you know like I'll, I'll still tell her to go to bed it's not it's not like she doesn't have a, a, a bedtime right right right, right. like I, I let her have the freedom to make those decisions and then I come along and say, "Hey, you're not you're not being, being responsible here." Yeah, yeah. And, and there are there are those like it, those those are those are things that happen because of the way we've raised them, you know. Yeah, that's and I have I have a shit ton of bad habits that I've picked up from from my parents. Like my, I was raised in a, a very very non traditional household. So I, I had free reign of, of everything constantly. And I, I have just a, 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 a smorgasbord of shitty habits that my wife is constantly uh, complaining about. And my, my kids picked up a bunch of those. So True, man. I mean, look, I, I had all that stuff in place and I still, in my example, fucked up so much stuff. I mean, like I said, we're all winging it, man. Fuck ups. We're all winging it, man. <laughs> Right, right, right. See, yeah, and I'm, I'm still kind of like, I mean, I'm, I'm on, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, I work for myself. It's not, a, you know, obviously we know that. And to do that, you have to kind of do your own thing, right? I do my own thing. I don't do the average, um, or, or I don't want to say average, but the expected thing of you do this, you do this, because this is what the social stigma is. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be going to school. You're supposed to be going to bed at a bedtime. Like you were saying, Troy, uh, you're supposed to, you know, get up and go to school. You're supposed to then go get a job, et cetera. I don't do that anyways. Um, and parenting for me has been, you know, I'm not going to, I, right now, my daughter, okay, is two years old. She will tell you, please. And she will say, thank you. My daughter says, please. And thank you. I don't get that from too many people, period. Right. right. So, <laughs> 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 right. So like manners and things like that is very important to me. And, and if my daughter does something like, for instance, she threw a toy at our 65 inch curve TV. That was a gift from my dad. Um, because he was moving in with my grandmother to help her. And she's like, I, he's like, I can't put this anywhere. He's like, you guys need it. Jay would love it for cartoons, whatever. And you know, you guys just keep it. And Jay just threw a toy and just broke the TV. And that's like a, at the time it was like a $3,000 TV. That's not something that you like, you know, just go by every day. Um, so you know what I did? I didn't replace the TV. My daughter <laughs> sat and watched a broken TV for months until then my fiance is like, all right, that's enough. Like me and fucking TV. <laughs> well like, done. Well done. And I'm like, 
boom, you know, so there was a repercussion to what she did, but it wasn't, I mean, obviously it was a, no, you don't do that. There was a, a, a raised voices, you know, um, but I couldn't spank her. I couldn't do any of that. So she got to watch a pixelated TV, uh, TV and she, I don't think it bothered her much. What age? Young. Uh, a couple of months ago. So like a little over one and a half. Yeah. See, some of those things, like, I don't think those are like conscious decisions. Like she didn't like, like, ah, fuck this TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, she got angry and she threw it. Uh, So, and she, but there was throwing in the house of balls, which I no longer allow in my house. Like, I don't care what it is. Don't throw it in the house of balls. Can can, can you, can can we, can we rewind a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) There were some balls in the, oh. I can't let that one go unchecked, bro. Balls. Uh, (laughs) Tell me more about the house of balls. My man's in the house of balls. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. (laughs) See now, you guys just have to show the origin of that someday. Yeah, you bombarded me with Dude, with for it. that. Yeah, I did. You I did. So now I lost my train of thought. Balls. Uh, I lost it. But that 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 was uh, that was that, that was um. That was <laughs> some interesting. They were, they're throwing in the house of balls. There's no yeah. Yeah. House of You know, it's you know, it's funny, Austin. What? A few years ago, I I damaged my computer monitor mm-hmm. by throwing something at it. Uh, no, I was I was in a meeting. I was in a, a video meeting that was like dragging on and on and on and on forever and ever and ever and ever. And I was getting like really like anxious, like to get to get up out of my seat. And I was spinning a like this plastic ruler around like on a pen. It came right <laughs> off the head. <laughs> It flew off and it hit my my LCD monitor and it fucked up my monitor. Oh, and you were so salty. Oh, I can already feel like my soul leaving my body for a second. Yeah, when that when that happened. Yeah, like, I can see. It, at first, it just made like a little line. little blot, but it then after grew. like twelve hours, it was like a whole grew. line, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's like an yeah. eight hundred dollar monitor. And yeah, dude. my wife was like, well, now you got to deal with that line. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 how long did you wait to replace it? Uh, it got to be like probably six months, man. I love you, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. That's and, uh, yeah, and uh, there was like a deal on monitors, like finally. That I was like, oh, look at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like my reason. <laughs> and oh, Friday to get a monitor. Right? Oh, I know, I know. Oh. I had, I had to buy. You no, know, my 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 daughter built a computer. My youngest daughter built her own computer. And then there was a, a deal on new monitors and I was going to, I gave her my old monitor so I could buy these new monitors. Right on. You got to have that excuse, man. You can't just have two. I take it. But like parenting, when it comes to like buying shit and building shit and my, I taught my, my younger daughter how to, you know, build her own computer. Like she yeah. wanted, she wanted to have a computer and Hell like, yeah. this is, this is a great time for you to learn like, because I, I wanted her to respect her computer. I wanted her to not my, my, my older daughter. I bought her laptop after laptop and phone after phone and watched her just beat the fuck out of it to the point where, you know, it was just trash. <laughs> like I still have them in my garage and I was like, Holy shit, look at this. Uh, but my, my younger daughter, like I, I helped her choose the pieces. She saved up the money. We went to micro center. She, she bought it. She put it together and she still like she respects it like she it's her computer you know that's dope i love it see that's 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 what i want to do too so i like claw games i like claw machines um so every time i go to like uh dude i'm i'm that guy bro i will go there and i will win that fucking toy bro and every and there's always a restaurant that we go to and my my daughter sees it and she freaks out she's like babies babies and she's just got like a wall of stuffed animals just like it's absolutely insane is this um, the house of ball story this is not the house of ball story no oh, oh yeah um, bring it back <laughs> but uh uh it's about it's about earning money uh what i what i want to what i want to do is i want to buy one of those crane machines um, at some point when I have a house and she's old enough and I want my daughter to do chores and get paid for those chores. So then if she wants a toy or something, um, or whatever, I can buy it fine, but I'm going to put it in that claw machine and then you're going to have to work for the work for the money to play the game. And then you get to try to win it. And if you don't win it, well, you got to earn more money. And then when you win it, then it's like, a then that you have that connection with that 
with that thing that you worked so hard to get that I think you respect it more. You respect that thing more if you have to work hard to get it instead of it just being given to you. Yeah, man. I, um, that's one place I whipped is I didn't do much teaching my kids with money. I didn't know much. So uh, I highly encourage you guys to consciously think about teaching your kids about money or they're not going to learn in school. So you got to teach them. Oh yeah. Well, I plan on that hundred percent. That's why, that's why I said the, the, it's just, it's an odd thing, but the only reason why I like that is because it kind of makes it fun. You know, it gives them an opportunity to try and play something to win something, you know? Now what, what happens when they just keep fucking coming back and not getting anything like three or four times? Are you like, damn, this is fucking hurting. I mean, are you, what, what, so you're, do you have the machine at home? I don't have one. No, I'm, I, I want one. Okay. Wow. It, sounds like a, gonna, it sounds like a stoner idea. It's totally, <laughs> well, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been something I've thought about for a, a while. Um, just because I think it would be cool for, because like, let's say she's 10. Okay. She's got the mobility. She's going to be able, she's going to want to play games at that time. She's learning. Um, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take some hand-eye coordination. So she's going to have to learn to have the hand-eye coordination. And, you know, maybe I set a rule that like after three, I'll just give it to her because she's already worked enough to play the game three fucking times. She deserves it, you know? So like, maybe I'll put in a... <laughs> funniest thing i've ever heard i'm sitting in my head trying to think what is the kid going to learn from this yeah what are you trying to teach and i can't answer either one of them well it's 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 working i'm gonna be i play the claw machine and i don't know why no no it's it's to work for the money and to be able to earn what they want in a fun way but then are they the, have to sometimes piss it away i mean is that's what you're trying to teach them is, is sometimes go piss it away Sometimes their money goes to nothing. Like sometimes, sometimes you work and you lose your money. Uh, well, no, sometimes it doesn't work the first time. So try again. Okay. And then, and then perseverance. My yeah. theory is they ain't going to learn that one. <laughs> my theory is they're, <laughs> they're going to forever gonna hate me. They're going to be like. <laughs> fucked up addiction to call machines. Yeah, they're going to have PTSD. Fucking fairs you know, on every night. Well, they're gonna have why? they're gonna have PTSD. They're gonna they're gonna always talk shit. Like my dad always made me play the claw machine for my shit. <laughs> he said it was good for me. <laughs> I can oh, get it if I'm God. good enough. I'll get that bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. You need to give some thought to that, man. <laughs> Yeah, that, that idea needs needs a little more incubation. <laughs> well, here's the thing. A claw machine is very fucking easy, man. If that claw is tight, it's going to grab onto whatever you have. That man is into claw machines. Like Dude, 100%. He really wants to teach his kid about claw machines. No, it's not the claw machine. I just think I can use it as a way to teach. It's it's different, that's for sure. But uh, I, I have some strategy behind it. Let's just say that. But... Um, Anyways, that's enough about my claw machine theory. <laughs> I think we should go back to the house of balls <laughs> because the claw machine. House of balls or the claw machine. Leave a comment about, about Austin's uh, house of balls story. Let's 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 since, since Austin isn't going to finish the story, and I don't I don't want everybody to leave a comment about the claw machine. Uh, let's leave some comments about the house of balls. Well, how did Austin's house get named House of Balls? It's, uh, the, through a stutter that's the that's 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 the easy that's the easy through a stutter through a stutter man because i meant to say throw how or throw balls in the house oh really yeah absolutely you totally built it to something that it wasn't yeah i feel he he meant to say there were no throwing balls in the house he said no throwing in the house of balls (laughs) (laughs) it's just an instant recovery Five letters later, you're recovered. Oh, well, yes, shit. So much hype. And turns well, out there's no no, no balls. Well, th- there you ball. learn perspective. My man definitely built up a perspective of, of my sentence there. Nothing That's all right. After all. It'll, it'll give people a good, good comment to leave. Down below on YouTube. Subscribe. So this was, this was a really fun, a really fun topic for me. I'm glad that we were able to take some time out and and touch on this thing because you can't really just go and 
ask your next door neighbor this thing, you know, to get this type of advice. So, um, I appreciate you guys, um, wisdom and, and your, your knowledge on this subject. Um, I hope everybody listening in and consuming this content got to learn something. If not get a couple of laughs in, um, because you know, we, we always want to laugh cause laughing is always good. Right. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, you can find our stuff on Instagram, um, on YouTube, as well as any place that plays podcasts, you can find modern cannabis. Also, we have shirts on Amazon. You can search modern cannabis. And if you pick up a shirt, it helps support what we're doing uh, because what we're doing is not free. And uh, we just, we just kind of do it cause we want to, uh, you know, put this content out. So everything that you guys, you know, uh, contribute helps help spread the word. The bird, the bird is not the word in this scenario. Um, but anyways, <laughs> if you have parenting questions for Jerry, hit up modern cannabis subreddit. That's reddit.com slash R slash modern cannabis. I am Troy. You can find me at four twenty vape zone.com or on YouTube, Instagram, all those good places for all your dry herb and dabbing product informational needs. Jerry Bear, close it. Yeah, I'm on Instagram too. Six Stones 420, I think. It was a six, six, six Stones Vapes. One of those other. Six Stones <laughs> 420 on Instagram. And then uh, Planet of the Vapes and Fuck Combustion. We're all over the place. And uh, Modern Cannabis. I, I wanted to also thank you for, for all of the information that you you dumped on us tonight. I, I, I learned I learned quite a bit. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you too. I appreciate what you shared. Hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully it isn't a shotgun blast for people. Feel free to pause or come back or read it. You know, or listen to it more. Don't don't feel like you got to get it all at once. But yeah, thanks. And I am Austin Simrell. You can find uh, what I do at Simrell Collection on Instagram, and you can check out my website www.simrellcollection.com, where I make the coolest cooling stem that hopefully is. Uh, interchangeable with other components other than just Dynavap. But uh, that is a journey that we are on as well. Um, that Troy's got his right there. Troy, I get a, a lot of people request that specific design. Really? Yeah. I want it just like Troy from 420 Vape Zones or I Absolutely. want green and blue. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. that, that exact sentence. Um, but it's not give them, what about the rings? Can yeah, you, can you, it's not something I offer because I want to tell you what, dude. That was tough. It's an it's an absolute fucking nightmare. Like I I'm not joking when I told you I had in a paragraph already written Troy. I cannot do this, and I was like, wow. I can't send that. Let's fucking solve this problem. So I figured it out. And then I had to, I, it was actually cool. Cause I went to go, I was hype. I was going to go send you a message and that message was still there. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I did it. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I fucking did it. Um, but, it's awesome. but yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know how we're going to edit this and end it, but, uh, I'm done. <laughs>